Welcome to the House of Cinema podcast. I am your host, Joe Aragon. With me today, Sydney Volpe. And in the house today, a discussion, a recap of February 2023 of all the wonderful movies we saw in February. <laughs> I hesitated because before this, I told Sydney, wow, February sucked. <laughs> February kind of sucked. I, you know what? It's crazy, though. And I'm going to ask you this. Did you feel like it was going to suck before February started? Because I'll say it right now. I was kind of excited for February before it started. I, uh, not really. Oh, I feel like okay. even one of the last times we did the podcast, we were like, oh, look at all the movies coming out in March. <laughs> <laughs> True. But definitely, okay, Knock at the Cabin feels like it was like years ago at this point. But that I definitely was excited for. Some of the other ones, yeah, I was curious about. Um, not a lot of them turned out the way I wanted. Interesting. But I feel like I was excited for Knock the Cabin. I was excited for Magic Mike. I was excited for Cocaine Bear. I was excited for Quantumania. I was excited for <laughs> this is embarrassing to admit. I was, wow, I was excited such for an optimist. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I was excited for your place or mine. I like rom-coms. I was like, oh Reese with a spoon's back. Rom-coms. Oh my god. The second I saw that was happening, I knew Oh, I guess I don't have your clairvoyance because clearly I was wrong about it. <laughs> well, I think everyone was talking about they were doing like press for it and they were like, wow, they just have like zero chemistry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that one in a second. I was excited for, yeah, I'm still kind of excited for The Outwaters, which have you heard of that movie? Yes. Isn't it supposed to be like super scary? Yeah. So a lot of people were telling me that I'm close to and I trust that if you didn't like Skid and Marink, you might like The Outwaters and kind of vice versa. So I'm kind of curious to see how that is because I wasn't a big Skid and Marink fan, but The Outwaters is supposed to be kind of similar or in the same vein, at least. Okay. I did like Skid and Marink, so. Hmm. Do you like Blair Witch Project? Yes. Mm, Love okay. it. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. It's on Screenbox, so maybe I'll try to watch it soon. But okay. at any rate, out of all these movies, there's what? 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 12, 16. About 17 movies. We're probably missing a couple. Sydney and I saw most of them. So what we're going to do is go through each one, briefly talk about whether we liked it or not, and then give a yay or nay recommendation, uh, and then just do that. For some of these, we've already done an episode on. We've had a whole discussion on both Knock the Cabin and Quantumania. So right. we won't go super deep dive. But the other ones, uh, like 80 for Brady, maybe we will do a deep dive because, you know, we people are dying. We will be doing an in-depth analysis. <laughs> um, okay, to begin. Not, well, you know what? Actually, before we begin, how do you feel about the start of this year so far? I mean, we're in March now. Are you feeling good about 2023? Are you feeling better or worse than last year? Do you know? Honestly, I don't think I'm feeling bad about 2023. But I think around this time last year, I had a, I guess, a a better sense of what was coming out and it seemed super exciting. I guess there are a few projects this year that I like kind of know are coming out. I don't even know, like, I think about movies like, like uh, David Fincher's The Killer and like Killers of the Flower Moon. And I'm like, I don't even know when these are coming (laughs) out anymore. (laughs) Well, the worst part is... The Killer is not going to come out. I believe that one's slated for like a November, December release. Of this so, year? Of this year. Okay. So that one I we know of. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon, yeah, still in the air. There's like a bunch of discussion like, oh, will it premiere at Cannes? Will it premiere at this festival? Like, there's, But there's still no 
release date and you make a good point like there's a few other movies that i can't exactly pinpoint that we just don't have release dates yet and like god i would really like to be excited for something that's not in december because i'm excited for the killer but that's still eight months away yeah and i guess the summer seems exciting like we have barbie we have oppenheimer i think I I just I guess maybe it feels like we don't have a ton of momentum yet. Like January true, and February, true. considering they're the first two months of the year, they've had some good releases, but nothing, nothing, not not a lot of consistently great movies coming out. That's how I feel. For perspective, last year I believe everything ever all at once came out like late March in like oh, a limited yeah. release, and they got a wide release in April. But I remember I saw everything ever once back in March, so. It feels like, it, it kind of feels like 2023 has some big shoes to fill, and maybe that's unfair, but I just, I'm I'm getting a little nervous. Maybe it's too early. <laughs> no, I agree. 2022 was really great. I feel like we don't talk about that enough, but. I agree. I think so, too. Anyways, well, let's talk about February. Knock at the Cabin was like the first big movie to come out. We had a whole discussion on it. Have your thoughts changed at all on it? Have you, are you still high on it? You still love it? My thoughts have not really changed. Um, I do now have two movies from this year that I rank above it. Ooh. Um, it was my number one for a little bit. Um, Interesting. Can I guess what they are? Uh, yeah. I feel like you'll get it. Is one Creed 3? Yes. Okay. Second one is Quantumania. <laughs> yes, Joe. <laughs> You're so good at that. <laughs> um, Jeez. It was a movie I was like I was like temporarily obsessed with this movie. I saw it three uh, times. I saw it three nights in a row in theaters. Oh, oh, it's a, it's an Indian film, right? Yeah, Patan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not. So seen that good. Yet. Everyone go see Patan. Heard from you, but uh, yeah, I know, I know of it. I remember showing it in my theater. I just never got around to watch it. So yeah. all right, I will go watch it now. Um, okay, so no thoughts have changed on Knock the Cabin. Nope. Great movie. I gave it four out of five stars. Have yours. No, I feel like in our conversation, I had talked about like I had felt wishy-washy about it after rereading the ending. I still really like it. I still think people are being a little uh, uh, hyperbolic when they talk about M. Night Shyamalan. It's kind of nice that the Shyamalan discourse has faded away, though. I'm not going to lie. All the not, I still see getting... it on my Twitter like all the time. You do? I'm like, can we move on? <laughs> oh, I never see it, and it's really nice. Maybe I've muted the right people, but like, <laughs> that Shyamalan discourse was getting a little overbearing, but I liked it still. And I would still recommend it to a lot of people who like want a good thriller. Like, it's a good time. I like it. I agree. 80 for Brady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think we gave 80 for Brady the same rating. Yeah, we well no, I think you gave it a what? I gave it a two out of five. What'd you give it? I think I gave it a two. A two or a two and a half. Oh, you um, did give it a two. I'm looking at it right now. Um we are well below the average though. This movie is averaging a three point <laughs> three on Letterboxd right now. Has decent scores, has made a good amount of money. What are we missing here? Are we just not fun? Oh my gosh, that's actually kind of shocking. <laughs> Maybe we're just not fun. I will say that like okay, the four lead actresses, yes. Like Go Queens. I love them all. But <laughs> okay. I love them all. And I and I have to admit, like, the movie was cute and it was fun, but it's just fucking odd. It's, it's weird. just strange. It's weird. And also, I don't like that Tom Brady made this whole movie and didn't even meet the real, the real life women that it was based on. No. 
Not at all. How do you feel about Guy Fieri in this movie? I love anything Guy Fieri does is amazing. Really? You're a Guy Fieri fan? Yeah. I thought I, he was a fun presence. Why are you not? <laughs> no, I am. Oh, I've watched Guy's Grocery Games and uh, Diners, Drivers, and Dives like probably more times than anybody in the world. Okay. Definitely uh, so. more than me. I haven't watched that since I was like 15 <laughs> watching shit on cable. <laughs> it's my dog's favorite show. It's what we leave on for her Aww. when we leave. She loves to watch those <laughs> and beat Bobby Flay. But okay, anyways, uh, Guy Fieri, I like him. This movie is odd. It's weird. I don't know. It's not bad, but it's it's just like a. It feels like a movie that knows exactly its audience and it catered to the audience, and so like there you go. It, yeah. it did well, obviously. Obviously, Joe and I were just talking about how our screenings had like so many. <laughs> what is the old people thing? AARP. AARP <laughs> <laughs> members were yes. were in our screening. It, was it actually does feel exclusive like that. to them. It honestly, um, I was not, no lie, I swear to you, I was the youngest person in that theater. I was um, one of the youngest too. And it's just so strange. Do you think Patriot fans like this movie? You're, you were in, you're from Boston. Yeah, I'm from Boston. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not, you know, Tom Brady, questionable guy in certain ways. And this movie is literally just Tom Brady propaganda. It is Tom Brady propaganda. The whole it, like, entire thing paints him in like the most like oh he's a superhero and look he's a very gifted athlete and i'm sure people see him as a superhero but it's like weird because like tom brady is a backer in this movie so it's like feels like super self-congratulatory like well and it's not even about the patriots it's just about tom brady they're like obsessed obsessed with tom brady uh yeah anyways okay are you yay or nay on 80 for brady I think there are better things you could do with your time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's only 90 like, minutes. I know people who have this in like their top few of the year so far. So if if it seems like something you'd like, well, your grandma, go for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie. I agree with Sydney. I don't know if, if you're like bored at home and you want to like do a puzzle and then turn on for eighty for Brady. There yeah. You go. Yeah, it's like the ideal watching experience for 80 for Brady. Right. Okay. Anyways, uh, next movie is, I have on my list Titanic. Do you want to talk about Titanic? Does this count? Um, I think it counts. Like so many people went back to theaters to see this. Uh, uh, did you? Yeah, I did. I saw okay. it in 3D. I thought there wasn't, I, I, I didn't know there was a three, like a non 3D showing or there's only 3D showings basically. Oh, really? Uh, for me, was there a non-3D showing for you? I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. I just knew I wanted to see it in 3D. Did it change your life in 3D? It did not change my life, though I had never seen it. Oh, you know, I actually saw Titanic in theaters like the last time that it re-released. That's, I, I feel like it had a re-release at its like, 20 year anniversary. Didn't they do like a different, like it was, there was like a new ending? What? What's I don't the know. twist? The ship not crash? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something with like what the lady does at the end or Rose. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't know. I was literally like 12 years old, but. Okay. What are your Titanic um, thoughts? I love Titanic. I think, what did I give it? Four and a half out of five stars. Wow. What's, um, what's holding you back from the fifth star? I don't, I don't know. I don't really know, but. Interesting. I could give it five, I guess. I think there are a couple 
little moments in the movie that I think are like a little wonky and for that reason i'm like i won't give it like the five out of five but what is wonk I, i'm a titanic defender so i'm curious oh, all right is it a five out of five for you oh yeah it's a five okay. out of five after this last showing yeah like i, I i'd always had it i get a four and a half like you and then i went with my wife to go watch it in theaters and i think i cried harder watching titanic than i have any new movie in like the last two oh, months wow. it was bad i sobbed well good for you i like held it in i was like i don't know any of these people i was alone it was fucking valentine's day and i was alone i was like i'm not gonna be like having a mental breakdown in the middle of this theater right now. <laughs> well i did and it was a great time sobbing and yeah this movie is like it's insane how good it is i don't know it's crazy to me it is in a lot of ways it is kind of like the movie and it's so crazy that james cameron even got away with it he is like that man is like god like i cannot believe some of the shit that he does like how do you even as a director like how do you even like conceive of doing these things and actually commit to them like going down to the wreckage of the titanic and getting footage and stuff like that it's craziness it is crazy he is both a god and just like a psychopath for the yes. things he does for his movies but and obviously a bit of an egomaniac it's a little bit of an egomaniac comedy. it's so funny james cameron's a director that when you like i think of him like wow he probably has so many movies but he he really doesn't his he doesn't. filmography's so small but because he spends so much time crafting these movies it feels like he has like 30 but he only has well, let me count four eight nine movies like that's nothing that's yeah minuscule compared to something like scorsese is like 30 or something like that um but yeah titanic i'm a titanic defender always will be it's weird i have to call myself a titanic defender because i feel like there are a lot of people who dislike titanic really and i don't understand it do you understand it do you feel like you encounter a lot of titanic haters and no why would they think it's like corny or something i mean i, I really don't know like what's not to like i think it's like uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's an amazing film. I mean, the romance, I, the filmmaking. I, I mean, it, it kind of changed shit. Like, Titanic. <laughs> like, it's Titanic. <laughs> it's Titanic, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like a younger audience, the younger people around yeah. me, like, are like, what is the big deal about Titanic? But it feels like one of those movies that young people don't like, and then they get older, and they're like, oh, shit. Like, Titanic is really good. Yeah. It's a really good movie. It's kind of like the Steven Spielberg thing where people are like, I don't get why people love Steven Spielberg. And then they get older and like, oh, fuck, Jaws is like one of the greatest movies ever created. And then they realize like, oh, OK, I get it now. Yeah, um, fair. Kind of feel that way by Titanic. But yeah, great movie. I, I put it as my as the best movie in February when I ranked it. So <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so, guess it would be my best movie, too. It tells you a my lot about how February went. <laughs> uh Sadly, though, this wasn't the... Well, happily, this wasn't the only movie remastered in theaters this month. Sadly, I did not see Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Did you? No, I didn't. And I've actually never even seen the entire film. Ooh. You I would like it. You would beginning. really like it. I loved like, what I saw. Um, yeah. I'm determined to watch the rest soon, especially since we're going to see Michelle Yeoh win that Oscar. Uh, I hope so. I'm knocking on wood right now. I hope so. Uh, I wanted so badly to watch this in theaters. Did you knock on wood right now? Yeah. <laughs> I, <didn't... laughs> I thought I heard it. Um, I have seen it once, like on DVD, 
and it's a great movie, fantastic movie. I've seen it probably one more time since then. I really wanted to go watch it in theaters. I just ran out of time. You know, too busy watching fucking Quantumania twice in theaters. So, missed out on Crouching Tiger, but highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, it's a great movie. I need to know a couple of things before you give me your opinion on Magic Mike last dance. Okay. I need you to know your Magic Mike thoughts and your Magic Mike XXL thoughts. Okay. I uh, Yeah. I'm not like a Magic Mike XXL uh, truther in the way that you, I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I did give it for, I actually had never seen it. I watched it for the first time to prepare for Magic Mike's Last Dance. And I get it. I gave it four out of five stars. I thought it was oh, okay. so that's great. Oh, that's still good. I yeah. Mean, for Sydney's score, that's really good. Yes, I totally get it. And Magic Mike, I think I'd give, I rewatched that too, but I didn't rate it. I think I'd probably give it like a three or a three and a half. Yeah, we're basically in the same boat. Okay. Um, and what did you, oh, I forget what you gave Magic Mike's Last Dance. What did you think of it? I liked it. And I put that with like a big asterisk because it's hard not to compare it to the second one, which, as you have foreshadowed, I love dearly. Um, the first one, which I like, I don't love, but I, I've come to appreciate more over time. So watching Last Dance was like really difficult for me because I'm going in with such high expectations. Like, wow, I love Magic Mike XXL. I, I really hope they cap this trilogy off the right way. But I also knew going into it, like, the, you know, Tampa Kings are not going to be in this movie. So mm-hmm. is it really going to be as good as the first two? So I had some hesitancy. And I walked out feeling so strange in a way where, like, okay, I was disappointed with the story. But I was also extremely impressed by, like, what I was watching. So it, I felt really mixed about it. I ended, I ended up giving it a three out of five because I still had a really good time oh. like, with it. But I I do wish it went in a completely different direction. Like, if they could redo this movie, I would allow them to because I would like them to. <laughs> but, like, there are some dance sequences in this movie that are, like, whoa, probably the best in the entire franchise. Um, so that's how I felt about it. How did you feel? Um, yeah, that dance at the end. That's, so like, good. one of the best dance scenes, like, not even in the franchise. Like, one of the best ever? I've ever seen. Maybe yeah. not ever, but yeah, I was I was totally. Blown I don't away. know. I don't remember like Gene Kelly dancing like that in the rain. <laughs> Just point, point that out to you. Stripping in the rain. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw it with two friends, and we were like, we were like on Instagram looking for like the girl that he dances with in the final sequence because she's like a real. She's not even an actress. She's like a real deal dancer. I would imagine, in. yeah. Um, but uh, I gave this movie two and a half out of five stars, and I think I was being that's like fair. super generous. <laughs> oh, wow. You think that's generous? Not super generous, but it was one of those movies where I was like, okay, I, I see it, and I like I like that this franchise isn't afraid to get a little more like reflective and like dive into like masculinity, and in and, and, and this, it's kind of like, uh, you know, female empowerment, stuff like that. Um but it it just did not work for me at all the way that they did it. I I the characters bothered me, like the way everything happened bothered me. I didn't think we got enough of like the dancing or like any of the side characters we didn't get to really spend time with. Um yeah, it hurt not having the other guys in it for sure. So I see what they were trying to do. I just could not 
really. It did not click with me. I completely agree with you. I also think I'm being a little generous. I have to also admit this to you. I am like in love with Channing Tatum. I love everything <laughs> he does. There's just not a single movie where I'm like, the movie may suck, but Channing never sucks. He is always great. He's so charming and so he's just perfect. He's a perfect human really? being. Really? Okay. I agree that I love Channing Tatum, but I thought he felt kind of like he was mailing it in in this movie. You think so? Yeah. It, I think it's maybe, maybe. No, I don't know. Salma Hayek is just so bad that maybe it feels like that at times. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. Like, oh, wait, do you say Selma Hayek was so bad? Yeah. I don't I don't think she was bad. I think her character was just like insufferable. I, I couldn't tell what exactly they were doing for half the movie <laughs> because like she, I didn't know if they were actually a thing or like, oh, they just like hooked up once. But I couldn't tell if they were falling for each other because she was acting in a way that was so unnatural. That was so like, why would you act this way towards this person? And then at the end... Spoiler alert. Sorry if you want Magic Mike spoils, but it's going to happen right now. <laughs> but at the end, we're like, they say I love you. I was like, what the fuck? It's I know. It's been like a month and a half. I uh, was pretty shocked by that. Um, but anyways, my und- my undying love for Channing Tatum is so strong that I would, I probably like G.I. Joe. I haven't seen it in a while, but I probably like that movie still. I love him to death. So like, I'm probably being a little generous with it, but the relationship with Salma Hayek is terrible. The side characters, which is such an important part of Magic Mike's history, is like completely wiped out in this movie. Yeah. I don't even know a single person's name besides Channing Tatum and Salma Hayek's character. I know. Do it's, you think there are going to be more movies? I don't think so. This was I, oh, it was his last dance. It's his last dance. Um, who knows? I mean, Soderbergh, it's funny to me that Soderbergh has directed the two worst Magic Mikes at this point. Yeah. But. Maybe if Soderbergh, I mean, I, I doubt Soderbergh will ever come back. And if someone else wants to pick up the reins, I could see it happening. But they would have to really switch things up. They would have to bring back the Kings of Tampa, which at this point, Kevin Nash is like, I don't know how old that guy is. I don't know how long he keeps stripping for. <laughs> so it's, I think it's a, the franchise is dead, which is fine. You know, it needs to move on. But it is an ultimately a kind of lukewarm conclusion in my eyes yeah i agree but at least you still have xxl i still have xxl <laughs> and there are still some cool dance scenes in magic mike last dance i would recommend it if you're into channing tatum or you want to watch some cool dance scenes and that's it yeah i'd say yeah i don't know if i'm a yay or a nay i think i would have uh maybe been kinder to it if i watched it at home because i felt like i did well it was nice to see those dance sequences on the big screen um interesting i like to watch in the theater yeah 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 the crowd so, i was with was really into it too oh really i was in like yeah. an, I, it was me and my two friends and there was one guy who was in the seat in like the very very back <laughs> uh, i don't know if he was like recording it to pirate it or something i was like what are you doing back there uh, so. <laughs> yeah and we'll we'll see what happens with the franchise uh your place or mine a netflix rom-com starring reese witherspoon and ashton kutcher we mentioned this earlier i i was excited i think i'm on record saying i was excited which is embarrassing to say you now. are fuck anyways well, you might it might not be you know i didn't think this movie was that bad i thought it was 
horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, I thought it was really bad. I thought it was like I was shocked by how bad it was. Hmm. It, 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 I don't understand how like. Well, I do. It does feel like there's two actors. I don't want to say past their prime, but maybe past their prime for rom coms. Is that does that make sense? Is that even yes. a fair thing to say? Like it feels like I'm, they're both talented, and I think they both can do acting still. But like maybe it's just time to move on from the rom com game. I do think they're trying to like bring back a lot of these like classic rom com actors, and now do it all over again when they're older. Like like how you feel about this is probably how I felt about um, Shotgun Wedding. Oh, with J-Lo. Shotgun Wedding's not that bad. I didn't even finish it. In all wow. honesty, so I didn't, I didn't like rate it or anything, but I was watching it and I was oh, like, "This feels a like twist." Well, oh, there's a twist. There's a twist. All right. Well, I'm still not gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really? like, "This just feels like Ticket to Paradise, but like worse." Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, Shotgun Running by no means is amazing, but I enjoyed it more than Your Place or Mine. How the worst part about Your Place or Mine is is that like okay? Well, should we give a description of what this movie's about? Sure. Are you going to say that they are like across the country from each other for like 90% of the movie? <laughs> because they are. <laughs> so Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher, when they were younger, they like fucked once and they were like, oh, we don't want to be together. We just want to stay friends. They like fast forward to like, I don't know how many years. Also, I hated the font for like all of the <laughs> weird title cards. It was so corny. Oh, it was awful. Flash forward a few years, Reese Witherspoon, or more than a few years, Reese Witherspoon has a child, uh, single, Ashton Kutcher is single, they live, one lives in New York, one lives in LA, but they still like fucking talk every morning and FaceTime and shit, but 90% of the movie, they're not in the same room, <laughs> they literally decide to switch places for like a week, and he goes to LA to take care of her kid, and she goes to New York, and like, by the time they get back together, it's like the last 20 minutes of the movie. And it's an awful scene, too, by the way, when they're in the airport together. Oh, yeah. Terrible scene. It's not, like, romantic at all. All right. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get it, Ashton Kutcher's trying so hard. I feel so bad for him. He's like... He was trying really hard. At least Reese Witherspoon can still do her whole shtick of being, like, cute and tiny and, like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. God, this movie is... I'm... This is the movie we're getting instead of Mindhunter season three, by the way. We're getting Your Place or Mine instead okay, of Mindhunter season that three. That is a good point. That's but what's frustrating. I, for- I forgot this was a Netflix movie. But I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was cute. Like I wasn't on board for like the beginning, but then once it got kind of into like I guess if you are looking at it as a rom com and you're like, why are they not together? That part is like extremely stupid. But it grew on me. I thought it ended up being just like a totally middle of the road rom-com i've seen worse i want to switch gears to the other rom-com that came out on the same day did you watch somebody i used to know no i didn't okay i think this one is was a lot better i thought that if you want middle of the road rom-com this is a much better definition of that well i want good rom-com well we all do preferably that's not (laughs) that's not the case anymore we get like one rom-com every couple months most of them will be middle of the road a lot of them will be worse than that sad somebody i used to know is like a is like have you seen my best friend's wedding um oh no the julie roberts cameron diaz uh jer what's this guy's name fucking this is dermot mulroney 
It's from the 90s. It's not that old. It's 90s. Careful with the old old saying. Older than me. (laughs) Yes, and a lot of things are. Um, Anyways, uh, somebody used to know is good. It's not amazing, but, like, I really enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. I think a lot more people, if you want a rom-com, watch Your Place or Mine. It's much better. Okay. I'll watch that soon. It's a good one. It's a nice, like, very low stakes I think I think Alison Brie is really charming too. I like her a lot. I, I like her a lot. Her. I I do. I love her. Okay. Are you a Community fan? No, I've never watched it. I've only watched like one season, so don't worry. I'm not gonna chastise you. <laughs> okay. Only because I know Community fans are like rabid. They're very very dedicated to that show. So. Yes, um, I know. Sharper, the A24 movie that came out on Apple, starring Julianne Moore, John Lithgow, Sebastian Stan, Justice Smith. And, oh, gosh, I'm sorry to the other main girl. Who is she? Oh, I don't know. Brianna Middleton? I just looked it up right now. Uh, did you, you watched this, right? Yes, I did. Give us a plot summary, Sydney. Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like uh, just a bunch of people doing cons. <laughs> there you go. You heard it from Sydney. I feel like if you say more, it's honestly kind of a spoiler. True. This is true. There are five people. There are all, to some extent, a con artist. And there's lots of twists and turns. And it's, I conned you, you conned me. Oh, no, I was conning you the whole time. (laughs) How do you feel about Sharper? it's, uh, It's bamboozling. I got bamboozled a couple times. Did you really get bamboozled? Yeah, though? I did. I did. But maybe because I didn't give the movie like any credit. I was like, like at the beginning, I didn't even know it was about people conning other people. And I was like, man, this is like the most fucking boring rom-com I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out there's like this whole network, this whole web of like crimes cons. happening. Yeah, cons. Um, I loved Sebastian Stan. I think he was very like Patrick Bateman in this. Um, yeah, I can see that. I, I like him too. I like him as an actor in general, so I liked him in this. Yeah, I like like even like I like when he does roles like this and like what he did in Fresh. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. So it grew on me, and I and there was a lot. I also think like the filmmaking and the score really reminded me of Michael Mann. Um, huh. Just in the way that like ceiling of night vibe where it's like the city at night and the lights on the sides of cars and like the synth score. So I was like, I kind of like that. I like I like the vibe there. But it kind of just ended up being like kind of meh. I don't know. Yeah, I came off a little strong. I all (laughs) like you like the beginning of it. Uh, I did not predict the first con, which, you know, it happens in the first 30 minutes. But the beginning starts with Justice Smith and this girl and they're falling in love. And like, it's like a really cutesy love story. I didn't think it was that boring. Sydney was a little uh, hypercritical of that. I thought it was sweet, but it turns out she's conning him the whole time. It took like a hundred grand from him. And then it, at that point loses a lot of its uh, gusto because it just becomes like, who's conning who and it's like i conned her he conned me oh just kidding i got conned just kidding i conned you and at the end it's like very very obvious where this movie's going i thought and so the final big con the final big twist was too predictable for me and i was like ugh, this is turned out in a way i didn't really love so i agree it was kind of just like 
what's the point, I guess? Yeah, exactly. My favorite part was like, I don't know how much we want to talk spoilers, but like someone is training someone else to be a con artist. Oh, I love Um, training scenes. So, yeah. (laughs) Love Rocky montages of cons. Um, That was my favorite part by far. I liked it. It was like just like that, like smaller story. But yeah, then it's just like, let's see how many fucking cons we can like fit in one movie. (laughs) And for A24, like I wouldn't like if anyone listening who hasn't watched it, don't let the fact that it's A24 make you think it's going to be like super good. Because I thought this was like low tier A24. Oh, big time. Yeah, that's a really good point. Don't let the A24 logo con you into thinking (laughs) into thinking it's like some super deep film about the injustice of being rich (laughs) and the rich eating the poor and vice versa it is a a fairly like you know like fairly straightforward i'm surprised this like didn't like go into theaters i feel like i don't want to say normal people but i feel like casual (laughs) movie watchers would probably eat this shit up yeah, all you idiots out there. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Joe and I, however, know that it was bad. We're too smart for that. <laughs> this is weird. Highbrow, this is lowbrow. Anyways. <laughs> uh, I would <laughs> yeah. Nay. Nay? I, I was saying nay. This is another one. I gave like two and a half out of five to like several films yeah. this month. It's like, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> if you're I bored. It's yeah. new, so check it out if you feel like it, I guess. It was fine. I'm not going out of my way to recommend it, but if someone were to say, should I watch Sharper? I'd probably say, sure. Sure. Like, temper <laughs> your expectations, but sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're in the same spot with this. Paramount Plus is At Midnight, starring the one and only Soups. Matt Ramos. Soups, <laughs> a.k.a. Soups on the internet. If you guys don't know who Soups is, you can Google that. Or don't. I did not watch this. Um, Nor did I. Okay. Sorry, Soups. So, sorry, uh, sorry, Soups. I sorry did hear in what capacity he is in it, though. Oh, what did is you? he doing? Is he like a vlogger or something? Yeah, I think he's literally just like a YouTuber talking about some movie, and I think it's for, for 10 seconds. Oh, okay. You know but what? you know what? You know, Chase people like, like to make jokes. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, no, good for him. He's doing what he wants. You know, just, yeah. Okay, moving on. Um <laughs> <laughs> Marlo, Marlo. I'll bet um, you right now if you're listening to this in your car at the gym, walking around, and we said, "Hey, did you watch the movie Marlo?" You're probably thinking, "What the fuck are you talking about right now?" Uh, well, Marlo, theatrical release, by the way, like not even this looks like a streaming movie, and it's not. It's theatrical. It looks, release. it looks fake. Like I'm looking at the tr- I'm looking at the poster right now, and I'm like, that's not real. Is Jessica laying on the poster twice? Yeah. Or is that just uh, Or is that just <laughs> too blonde? Other old like? white lady. <laughs> no idea. Can't tell, but I know Liam Neeson is there. Yeah. And they spent all their money on him because there was literally <laughs> no marketing for this movie. Zero. Zero. Um here's the plot synopsis according to Letterbox. Or here's a tagline. Los Angeles, nineteen thirty nine. Outside the spotlight lies a city of secrets. Blade Runner. Did the fuck did something AI write that tagline? Are you choking right now? Wow. Wait, there is there more? Uh, that was a tagline. Here's the plot summary. Okay. As poor business and loneliness tolls on private detective Philip Marlowe, a beautiful blonde arrives and asks him to find her ex-lover, which proves to be just a small part in a bigger mystery. 
Yeah, that sounds AI generated for sure. Is this based on like a a Raymond Chandler novel or something? Oh wow, it is worse on Rotten Tomatoes than I actually thought it would be. What is it? Twenty two percent. That's really bad. And the What's audience the consensus What's audience say? score is thirty eight percent. Consensus goes. Liam Neeson isn't necessarily a bad fit for the classic character, but Marlowe fails to make a case for itself as either a worthwhile franchise extension or a fun mystery in its own right. Franchise extension? What is the Marlowe-verse happening? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm telling you, I think Philip Marlowe is a, de- a famous detective from a different story. I'm almost positive it's like a Chandler book. I don't know. Wow, there's not even a premise written on Wikipedia, <laughs> which means that like, no one has took the time to watch it and edit Wikipedia. I just want to forget that it ever happened. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, looks like it's a nay. It. Did not yeah, watch. it's going to be a nay. It's going to be a nay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Marlo. Oh, uh, wow. Um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I watched this movie. I, you know what Did I found you see out it today? in theaters, Joe? You know what I found out today? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, ignoring, I'm ignoring you on purpose. <laughs> I can't admit too many crimes on this podcast. Why not? Um, you know what I found out today? What? The director of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is on TikTok. <gasps> and I feel kind of strange about that since I rated it the worst movie <laughs> in February. I'm wondering if he, if this person saw it. Is this is this live? Are you going to put this in the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I, I plan on putting it in the podcast. I plan uh, on to. Joe. All right, watch out then. This guy's clearly like fucked up. <laughs> the 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 video I saw was like him like asking people to go watch it. He like put like a I don't know if he put like the Barbie dogs in like the Winnie the Pooh poster. He did some type of meme to promote the movie. What? Anyways, look, I'm not the only person who thinks this movie's trash. It has like a well, look at it has a 1.5 average on Letterboxd. Oh my god. And I think the I think on Rotten Tomatoes it is literally like 1. Is it no way? Any Oh, it's now. at 5. Five percent, like look. I am not like reaching here. This movie is so bad. But I hear it's not even so bad. It's good. It's not. That's the worst part. It's not. You know, like people in the theater I was watching on screen were laughing. I think. Fuck you. But like, it's not intentionally funny. It's just, just bad. And like, I get it. They, this, they're geniuses at marketing this movie. They did a really good job hyping it up. Like, they're the first movie in, I don't know if in like history, but in a long time to utilize the copyright or the lack of copyright to, you know, the public domain to make a horror movie based off a character. And now, because of this, though, we're getting like fucking uh, a Peter Pan horror movie, a Bambi oh horror movie. And it's all like the this, same. It's gonna be the same guy. I think so. So like we're um, opening up a whole can of worms now. Yeah, shame on you for seeing it in theaters, Joe. I know. What, what was I thinking? <laughs> what was I thinking? Anyways, if you were thinking, "Wow, that sounds interesting," winning the poo as a horror movie, like I did, it's not. It's so bad. I, I there's like nothing positive I can really say about it. Yeah, uh, I've I have heard that it doesn't even have like good kills. No, it, or it doesn't. I don't know what they spent the money on. Clearly not the public domain because that was for free. So I don't know what it was. Everyone watched Terrifier 2 instead. Exactly. At least Terrifier 2, like, yeah. That's, that, watch that. If you want to watch something low budget that's good, watch Terrifier 2. Yeah. 
God, I'd even recommend Skinnamarink at this point, and I wasn't a big fan of Skinnamarink. Well, I was, and everyone should watch Skinnamarink. I still think people should watch Skinnamarink simply because it is, it's something different, and it's worth experiencing regardless if you like it or not. Yeah. So I think it's important. Well, sounds like a nay. Uh, yeah, nay. <laughs> the the, the consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is just, no oh, bother. <laughs> <laughs> Not even worth words. <laughs> oh my god! I want to tell you spoilers this movie so bad, but I won't. I'll hold it off. Just okay. We'll talk about it one day. Uh, right, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. We had a whole episode dedicated to this. Yes. We both seen it twice. Quantum-midnia. I still think people. Are, <laughs> I still think people are exaggerating big time on calling it the worst. So I watched Iron Man two just for the the Patreon. That movie is ass compared to Quantumania, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, I, I trust you. I still haven't rewatched it. I think I think Quantumania is bad in like other ways than that's fine. Some of the, of the other ones are bad. It's one of my least favorites. Still, I did do some some thinking about it. Yeah, and it's not on my lower. Like, I don't. I'm not a Quantumania defender either. I you know it's on the lower tier of my MCU list too. But like, there's still like three or four ones I I dislike more than this. I don't know. I'm excited for Guardians. Are you? Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I have faith in James Gunn. Yeah, okay. I'm here for it. Cocaine Bear? What are your thoughts on Cocaine Bear? I was also excited for Cocaine Bear. I think I was cautiously optimistic because it's literally, you know, you know, you don't know if you're going to get like a Winnie the Pooh blood and honey situation. <laughs> um, and I thought Cocaine Bear was fine. I, I, you know, I know people who liked it a lot. I know people who thought it was like the stupidest, cringiest thing ever. I thought it was fine. I thought there were some aspects of it I liked that Elizabeth Banks did with the direction. And I thought a lot of it was funny. And and I think it's kind of nice to have just like a silly mid-budget studio thriller. Yeah, um, I agree. I, yeah, I gave it 2.5 out of 5 stars. What did you think? I think Cocaine Bear is exactly the type of movie that deserves to be seen in a theater because I feel like if I would have watched this at home, I probably would have disliked it a lot. I probably or like liked it a, l- a little bit less. And when I give, I gave it a three because being in a theater and watching this like a crowd, a full it was a packed theater. Everybody was like having the best time of their life, yeah. and like it was hard for me to like not have fun either. Like there were some parts I thought were dumb. But the guy behind me was fucking laughing up a fit. <laughs> I was like, that guy's having a good time. I guess I'm having a good time right now, too, because everybody's having a good time. It was very infectious. And that I kind of miss <clears throat> movies like that that really bring that camaraderie feeling. Because no other movie that I watched this entire month um, really provided that. Quantumania was an interesting watch with a crowd. I mean, some people were into it. Some people weren't. Magic Mike... You know, some people were like horny for Channing Tatum. Other people were not into it. Uh, Titanic was not a full theater, but I couldn't hear anybody over my sobbing anyways. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood Honey in theater. You know, people were were like whatever about it. (laughs) So, you know, Cocaine Bear, it was like Megan in the sense that like watching Megan in theaters, also a really good time. And I think there's, I think there is some value to that. When a movie can provide that kind of experience, I think that's, that's a really great thing. Uh, as in terms of like the the quality of the movie, like it's, I did expect more bear. I think you and I both agreed there need to be more bear at the end. I kind of expected it to be a little bit funnier at times, but like I don't know, I had a good time with it. I, I 
thought I was going to be a lot worse. And I just had a, a good old, good old grand time. Yeah, I agree about the crowd thing that it was easy to have a lot of fun. Uh, I think the last time that I guess I guess my crowd liked Megan, but the last time that people were like laughing like that was probably Violent Night. Um, oh, really? Yeah, at least my, in terms of my, my crowd screenings. was okay. I think. Okay. I thought that movie was pretty okay as well, though. Like I, I, was I not liked high it on more that, like, than Cocaine Bear. Really? Yeah. I also love David Harbour. That's well. We're gonna get to him in a second. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not that much. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like a kind of like inversion for me for Cocaine Bear and, and Violent Night in the sense that Cocaine Bear starts off real hot and then kind of peters off towards the end, and Violent Night starts off real slow and then gets really good towards the end. True. True. Yeah. So Cocaine like Bear fell off for me in the both. second half. Exactly, but the first half of Violent Night for me was a drag. Until he gets that sledgehammer, then things pick up really oh, yeah. good. But before that, I was like, "Fuck, man, can something like cool happen?" And then a lot of cool things happen after that. Yeah, and I feel like both like kind of spent a lot of time on the side characters that I didn't think they. I didn't care. Had to. Yeah, I was like, yeah. just bring back the sledgehammer. I will be totally exactly. satisfied. Like you don't need to give me a story with this kind of movie. Like. I mean, it's in some way, but not that much. No, you're right. I think there will. It depends on the movie, and depends on the objective, and like what you're trying to do and accomplish. But I think that's why, like movies like John Wick, which is not the same because the budget has now skyrocketed, and it's a full fledged blockbuster now. But I feel like why the John Wick first one really succeeded. It's like they didn't like fuck around with like, all these side characters and all these like small relationships it was just like john wick going ham on people for the first movie obviously it did a good job building the lore and they continued to build that really well and now it's a completely different movie but i feel like a movie like cocaine bear and a movie like violent night like we know what the gimmick is like give us a gimmick like that's what we're here for like i don't need to spend you know 30 minutes with this police officer and cocaine bear although i do really like him as an actor like not sure how much time I really need to spend with him and his dog. Yep. Oh yeah. I, I literally forgot about all that. But yeah. So I would still say Cocaine Bear is a yay. I yes. At the end of that rant, uh, yes, I would still say Cocaine Bear is a yay <laughs> for sure. It was a great time in theaters. I had a fun time watching it. I agree. Uh, the Outwaters is a movie I have not watched. It's a horror movie that's a little bit more small budget. You haven't watched it either, but we both want to watch it. Um. Yes, I've not watched it. I want to see what it's rated um 70 percent on rotten tomatoes whoa 49 i don't even know the premise to be honest i've I've intentionally tried to avoid it but i've heard it's a good movie well a movie that's a does a good job uh like invoking your claustrophobia evoking your claustrophobia okay um audience score on rotten tomatoes is 57 percent i'm not surprised check skinnamarink right now i'll bet you that's even lower oh actually yeah but i feel like people review bombed skinnamarink you think so yes it has literally Okay, this is like Google reviews, but so many people gave it one star. I mean, 44%. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not too surprised. There are two smaller budget horror movies that are probably trying to do something different. Mm-hmm. I know very little about The Outwaters, but I've heard good things. So I'm going to get to it, though. I'm, I'm going to try to get to it after the Oscars. That's Me the, too. That's the plan. We Have a Ghost, another Netflix original with your boy David <laughs> Harbour. It's basically. Yeah casper but 
in the digital age. But a guy with like the worst comb over you've ever seen in your life. Who also doesn't talk. Who also doesn't talk. Why Why do movies do this? Why do they give us characters that don't talk? It's just David Harbour floating around for like the first hour and a half. The movie's two hours, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wait, what, what do you mean movies need to stop doing this? What other movies have characters that can't talk? I'm, I'm referencing uh, Lyle the Crocodile. The Crocodile <laughs> who does not, not speak. A movie that I have still not seen. <laughs> It's fine. Don't watch it. But like the crocodile doesn't speak. Like why give us a character who doesn't talk? Well, he Anyways. can sing. David Harbour doesn't even sing. Yeah. Just says, David Harbour groans. He just says that's June it. bug. <laughs> that's it. Uh, okay. Um, what do you think of this movie? I saw your rating, but I don't really know what you thought. We Have a Ghost is the perfect example of like it's content. It's not. It's not anything else besides a movie you turn on to maybe watch with your family uh, or to have on to have on. But like, it's not providing anything to me in terms of like, I didn't think it was very funny. It's definitely not very scary. Jennifer Coolidge is in it for like 10 minutes. And I was like, well, if she's going to be in it, you got to put more of her in it. It's just a movie. Like I have like, it's a movie I watched and I will never think about ever again after this conversation (laughs) ever. It'll never come up in a conversation in the future. It will just be a movie I saw that will escape my brain at one point. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think you nailed it. <laughs> I, I think I actually liked it more than you. And I guess because like slightly. And I guess because it kind of surprised me with how I guess it's edgier than I thought. Like I thought it was going to mm. be like this like cute family movie but people people are swearing and they're talking about people like drinking themselves to death and like oh 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 um yeah like it kind of got a little darker than i thought it was going to which kind of surprised me That's but fair. yeah why the hell was it two hours long why i mean it's like i just didn't understand it felt like they had an idea and they had to like struggle to come up with like in a, a whole movie you know <laughs> um <laughs> like i'm like why the, fuck it, it. why the fuck is the government involved like why, that whole like that whole st- it makes no sense okay i thought kind of spoilers but like i thought that the government lady was gonna end up being his daughter and i was like that's oh, kind of that'd interesting been good. but then no she's just like a bitch like she's just like some like angry <laughs> government lady who is just angry for because she's angry or whatever and she wants to catch him but um yeah i don't know it was so totally fine i like david harbour but like you said like he he literally doesn't talk and he looks awful and he looks awful he has good facial expressions yeah you know um, it's it's interesting because like it's like you know it's very similar to casper in the sense that like you've you know this ghost lives at this house he's stuck at the house well i guess he's not stuck at the house in this movie but i, I kind of wonder like does this movie work if they don't include the government, if they don't like travel, like if they just stick in the house and like try to solve a mystery within the house, keep it like a very uh, small scale type of movie. Does it get better that way? Like I hate when this like, Oh, I'm going to make a YouTube channel about this ghost and he gets like super popular. And and then it does this thing that new modern movies do. And I, I hate this where they show like people doing, trends on tiktok of like the ghost <laughs> i hate that like oh yeah. the ernie challenge and they like run into the the wall 
And then they're like showing different people's on social media saying like, oh, I would like fuck Ernie. The like, worst part is that that is exactly what would happen. The, it may be accurate, but I don't know. Maybe I don't want to see that <laughs> because it's accurate. Well, I that's it. No yeah. I think that like this is very similar to Casper in a lot of ways. And I think they could have done something like that. But yeah, I feel like when something's taking place in modern day, they feel the need to have this sort of realism where it's like, oh, this would go viral on social media. Like, yeah. what? but that really didn't need to happen at all feels like it's in a weird way the movie is trying to get clicks by including clicks by including like tiktok and instagram and trends it's like look 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 we're so we understand what you guys love watch this movie it's it's (laughs) in this movie you know you love tiktok guess what it's in the movie (laughs) it feels like that it's like we know what kids like so if we make this movie it'll do well yeah, I thought, and I also just thought it was like tonally, like all over all the place. Over the place. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It's kind of odd, um, but I did like the two kids in it, the two yeah. main kids. Yeah, and yeah, Anthony yeah. Mackie's in it. I kind of forgot. I about love that. Anthony Mackie too. Yeah, me too. In the same vein, I, I'm curious. Did you see the Haunted Mansion trailer that dropped? Yes. Is it weird? I'm really excited for it. No, it looked genuinely good. I mean, knock on wood about good. that too, but like. <laughs> The cast, the yeah, it looked that that I think like just like the atmosphere and the tone that it had. I was like, okay, this might actually be good. Yeah, I saw the trailer today, and obviously, Haunted Mansion Ghost. That's why I'm making this connection. I was shocked by how intrigued I was, and I was like, I don't know, want to say anything on Twitter right now because I don't want people to fucking claw at me if I if I if I think it looks good. But it looked interesting. It looked like it had potential. Yeah. No, you're good. I think that was the consensus. More potential than the Peter Pan movie, at least. Yeah. I didn't even watch that whole thing. I just saw everyone posting about how poorly lit it was. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I have some hope for that because it's directed by David Lowry, who did Green Knight and Ghost Story. So there's there's some hope there in that sense, maybe. But yeah. in all honesty, there's probably Tales no hope for that time. movie. Yeah, this is true. Um, last movie of February was The Quiet Girl, which is an international movie from... I didn't do my research. I don't know. I think it's Belgium. I could be wrong. You saw this, right? I did see this. Yeah, uh, I did. I actually had the screener the entire time and didn't know I did until (laughs) I looked at my box set. But anyways, Quiet Girl got a limited release. If you didn't see The Quiet Girl, I don't blame you. It should get a wider release now. Highly recommended. It was fantastic. I cried a lot. Not as much as Titanic, but I did cry. <laughs> and um, it's nominated for Best International Feature. So I, if I were to choose a winner, I would probably choose The Quiet Girl, if I'm being honest. So hope that endorsement really? gets you to watch it. Over, yeah, yeah. Oh, RRR isn't even in it. Not even right. in it, yeah. What else is I up mean, for International Feature? Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win it. And then it goes uh, The Quiet Girl, Close, the A24 movie. Uh, Argentina, nineteen eighty-five. Be careful what you say about that one, dude. Did I tell you? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I gave you it. Did. A, oh, I did. I gave it a three and a half on Letterbox. Like, that's not a bad score. Three and a half is good. And uh, a lot of upset Argentinians commented saying I was a fool and I was dumb. <laughs> and I did not mean to disrespect you or your country. I like Argentina as a country. I'm Peruvian, by the way. That's also in South America. So, like, in some ways, we're brothers um, and sisters. <laughs> The point is, like, don't get upset. I, I liked it. I just, don't, I just don't think it's, like, amazing. Yeah, three and a half out of five is good. 
Yeah, um, do not leave mean comments. And now that I'm looking at this, I have literally not seen any of the movies nominated for Best International Feature. You haven't seen All Quiet yet? No, I started it and I was like, war movies are tough for me. I completely empathize with that. It is okay. tough for me as well. Like most times I'm one, don't want to start it. Uh, and two, if I do start it, I'm really not into it. All Quiet yeah. though was a nice exception. I don't think it's like a mate. It's not like decision to leave good, but it is, it's good. I think, I think you would en- end up liking it at the end. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start it from the beginning sometime soon. Cause the Oscars are next the week. The Like, yeah. Like the, the weekend after this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you see EO? I did see EO. Okay. Uh, that was good. I liked EO a lot. Uh, I've I've seen fifty four or fifty three of the fifty four nominees, so oh I have my one gosh. left. I want to go do that uh, short thing. Uh, the they're showing all the shorts. You should. You should. Theaters. If you can choose, like some theaters are able to do, or some theaters show the short live action, short animated, and short docs. If you have the option, I would say the short live action is probably your best bet because uh, those are the hardest to find on the internet. Okay. Legally, too, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Then the, then the short animated ones, and then the sh- short... I would save the short docs for last. Some of those were really bad this year, I think. I know. I saw some bad ratings coming from you. I had, a, I had a streak. It was a rough streak for some of those short docs. <laughs> They're all not good, but uh, uh, the animated ones are good, and so are the live action ones. There's some good ones there. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot to catch up on. I feel like yeah. EO's good. I cried a lot in that one, too. But All Quiet, if you're going to watch... Just watch All Quiet. It's going to win. But if you get a chance to watch The Quiet Girl, anybody, I think a lot of people will like it. It's a very nice, like, breath of fresh air in the sense that it's it's sad, but not in, like, a tragic way. And not Which in a one? way the where, Quiet like... The Quiet Girl? The Quiet Girl. Okay. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of movies nowadays are sad because they're so fucking tragic. Like, so yeah. sad. Like, After Sun is so fucking sad. It's so tragic. And, like, there are a lot of tragic, tragic movies out there. But The Quiet Girl is sad, but not in a way that's, like someone gets like murdered or something like that it's okay. just a very nice movie that makes sense it does i will cool. check it out all right uh what's your what's your loser of february who's your losers my loser of february um maybe oh my gosh is it maybe it's 80 for brady okay that's fair what's yours it's fair tom brady doesn't lose very often he can lose right now <laughs> Uh, my loser is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Once I watch that, it'll probably be my loser. Our, is our winner Titanic? Our winner must be Titanic. If it was um, an actual release in 2023, what is yours? Uh, definitely, what, Knock at the... I don't think I had anything. Yeah, Knock at the Cabin, for sure. That'd probably be mine as well. I'm looking... Yeah. Oh, no, besides a quiet, well, quiet Girl. Oh, yeah. But if we're talking like a wide release, Knock at the Cabin's there too. You never know. Maybe you'd like Marlo. <laughs> sure 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 I'll, I'll, i can't wait for marlo uh march march i am excited for i know we've talked a lot of shit about february but i'm excited for march are you yeah i am i yeah like going through these february movies i'm kind of like i wish i felt more passionate about some of them but march i think we've got like some good stuff coming i mean already we both already saw creed 3 so it feels mm-hmm. like that was kind of like a february movie for us True, but true, true. Before March even starts, we've got like my second favorite movie of the year. And I thought Creed 3 was like fantastic. Yeah. Big um, fan of Creed 3 as well. We both loved it a lot. Yeah. And it's already, 
Creed 3 is already better than like 90% of February's releases. (laughs) If not, yeah, yeah. Did you see it in IMAX? I did, yeah. Ugh, I'm jealous. I'm gonna, I might go, if I have time, I might go see it again in IMAX. It is, that's a damn good movie. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. Did you finish the, the franchise yet? I haven't finished Rocky Five, but as you okay. let me know, I don't really need to be in any rush for that. <laughs> no, no big rush in Rocky Five. Um, That's cool. But I did watch every other movie. Cool. And uh, I'm kind of there. They all start to blur together because I literally watched them all in like a week. That's but man, fair. I don't think there was a single bad movie that I watched. Yeah. I, I almost feel weird giving them all such high ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll feel, well, five will break that streak, and that's okay. And, and that's, that's okay. They're allowed yeah. one one whiff. One but, whiff, I know. Um, yeah, almost, I think, like, all of them but one made me cry. Um, wow, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I just, it just Well, let's save this conversation, because I want to I wanna get you for a, a Creed episode. So if I, can, <laughs> okay. if I can do that, we can dive into the franchise discussion, because there's a lot to talk about there. Okay, um, I'll save it. Any other movies you're excited for in March? Um, what's coming out? We've got John Wick. Let me get my John calendar. Wick. Yeah, yeah. So we got how are you some right now? Uh, uh oh, you saw Operation Fortune. Oh my God! Yes, I did. How do you say the second half of that title? <laughs> Dude, I don't fucking know. They, they don't they, say it in the they, movie. I don't like st- why on God's green earth, Guy Ritchie decided to have that as the extended title. I will never understand. They say it <laughs> twice, maybe twice, and it's not important to the movie at all. Ruse de guerre. Ruse, Ruse de guerre. I think it's like I think it means uh, something. It's something about war in French. Uh, um, how'd you like let's it? See, I liked it a lot. I gave it th- the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gave it three and a half. Oh, it means ruse of war. I guess that makes sense. I gave it three and a half out of five stars. I love Guy Ritchie. Um, I won't call myself a Guy Ritchie apologist because there's nothing to apologize for. I think he's made. No. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Aladdin. I will say that. But I haven't seen all of his movies. But Aladdin is is bad. But like I don't know. You kind of expect that from Aladdin. I don't know if I blame Guy Ritchie for that. Well, yeah, d- directors do that shit, and it's like, all right, the movie is bad. That's kind of how it usually goes when they do like those live action movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love his style. I love his humor. Um, you know, Wrath of Man, The Gentleman. I've loved all these little like action films that he's done. So yeah, okay. it was good. I think people should go see it, especially if you like his other movies. Interesting. Uh, Champions, the movie with Woody Harrelson, where he like he coaches a basketball team. Yeah, I people just saw that for the Regal Mystery Monday movie. Is that has there ever been a good movie for the Regal Mystery Monday? <laughs> I don't think so. Like I, I see people ever. posting about it, and every time they're like, "Fuck, it was bad." <laughs> I had <laughs> my I went to it once, and it was spirited, and I left. But it, but that was also because I had spirited. What is that movie? A, the one with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Oh my god! The Christmas movie. They showed you that movie. Yeah, and I, I don't, would not stop I, attending a Regal after that. Well, there was a problem with the projector. That's why I left. And best night of my life because I went and saw After Sun instead. Oh, um, there you go. And I was like, wow, that was a million times Blessing. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they just do. I think they must have some deal with like Apple TV, and so they just do like all those those movies that are going to be on oh. streaming the next day, anyways. Is because wasn't one of them the fucking Zac Efron beer run movie? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. And that was an Apple movie. The greatest PBR ad ever. Yeah, that was a movie. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Champions coming out. That looks fine. Champion. Looks fine. Oh, Scream. A Scream 6? Scream it's 6. 65. You... <gasps> Joe. I know. I can't 65. wait for the March recap. All right, it's going to be a good March. It's going to be a good I, March. Wait, I'm literally excited for all of these. 65, I'm I'm so excited. I cannot even describe it. Scream, Shazam, I'm excited for. I'll say it. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> I think it looks fun. And I think the first Shazam movie is fun. And I like DC. I'm rooting. I'm always rooting for DC. Okay. Um, Inside with Willem Dafoe. I'm intrigued by it. Me too. Okay. Um, people did just see it, and it looks like it was like okay. Okay. So we'll I see. figured that way. John Wick. I'm excited for the Dungeons and Dragons movie. The movie looks like ass, but okay. Really? I, it, I, it I feel like looks bad. I'm choosing. I'm choosing the path of optimism. I, I will like... always choose the path of optimism. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> usually I will. It just looks the more I. You know, maybe they're doing a good job just showing the same scenes over and over again. And <laughs> and when I watch the movie, I'll be, like, so shocked by the good parts. But, like, they have shown me the same trailer, like, 30 times now. I'm so sick of it. And I don't, I don't, I just, like, it feels like a movie that's going to get lost in the sauce. And I feel like that's going to be an issue. But I, I like Chris Pine, and that's enough for me to watch it. Yeah, I love Chris Pine. That's, like, a huge yeah. sell for me but the trailer's like it look, i feel like i know exactly the kind of movie it's gonna be you know and so i just hope it's kind of like fun and kind of like dorky fantasy and i'll be i'll be satisfied i'm not okay. expecting like my new favorite Doom. comedy but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we don't get fantasy in theaters a lot you know uh you're like, probably like right that I, brand I of fantasy that brand for sure like that no, you're right. I, I can't really think of anything on the top of my head right now, so I don't, I don't blame you. What else is coming out? Tetris. The Tetris movie's coming out. Oh yeah. I'm not not excited for it. Yeah. I'm being honest. I like Taron Egerton. I love. I think that's why I'm excited. I like Taron Egerton a lot. Yeah. I think he's pretty good, and he's paired with Apple before. People love Blackbird. Oh my like, gosh. I don't, I've never watched it, but people love Blackbird. Dude, if you're upset about Mindhunter, watch Blackbird. Really? Whoa, it's that's like the... it's as close as I've ever seen. Wow, that's probably the one sentence you could have said to me to make oh, me no. watch it. Oh no, so true. I mean, it's like the same. It's like you know, like the dynamics you get in Mindhunter about their close proximity to the serial killers and spending that intimate time with them and how it like psychologically fucks you up and like and like the ways in which we are similar to them and dissimilar at the same time. It's so well done. Like Blackbird is so wow. good. Wow. <laughs> Wow, it's not as good as Mindhunter. I will. No, no, I don't expect much, many things to be better than Mindhunter. But that's it. Filled my the Mindhunter shaped hole in my life. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, There's also the Boston Strangler on Hulu with Kira Knightley. What? I don't know. That does. I saw. I saw a picture of it. Interesting. You know, they're trying to capitalize on that true crime obsession. Ugh, I know. Um, There's one more. Uh, oh, did you see they're remaking Children of the Corn? Oh, yeah, I did. And I didn't really investigate further. I was kind of like, is that if that is happening, it's probably another one. I mean, not only are Stephen King... Oh, wait, is Children of the Corn Stephen King? Uh, I think so. I thought I it was. Know. I, I, was, was I would assume so. 
Let's see. Clicking. Yep, it's based off Stephen King novel. Okay, yes. Like, Stephen or short story. King yeah. adaptations are bad enough already, and, like, modern-day remakes are even worse. Um, this could be really bad. <laughs> it's like, it's more probable than not. It. Oh, I'd yeah. Say. It might be, like, Firestarter level of bad. Uh-oh. That movie was pretty booty. Two out of five, the AV Club. It's going to be on Shudder, so at least I can watch it on Shudder pretty easily. Who's Kurt? <gasps> Not the oh. director of Equilibrium. Really? Oh, no, like wait, wait, wait. Screenwriter, screenwriter. Wait, but he's oh. directing it. He directed Ultraviolet in 2006. That was a movie with Mila uh, Jovovich, or whatever her name is. Oh, wasn't that bad? Uh, that was a bad movie from what I remember. Oh, my gosh, really bad, apparently. Children of Corn currently sits at 6% of 17 critic reviews. It's only 17 reviews, oh but yikes, 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 yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. I don't get it, Sydney, because I feel like there's a lot of great IP out there. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe I do get it. They're just churning out product to make quick bucks. But, like, is it really that financially beneficial to just churn trash out like this? That's a question for someone who's not me. <laughs> <laughs> i know you probably i know you don't answer i'm just what? like wait why does it say 2020 now i'm confused but um I, I i guess i don't know i mean i don't really know i don't think anyone really knows how like the streaming landscape has like changed things and what the best way to yeah. go about content is but yeah it's kind of mind-boggling to me that all these different random like not good projects netflix it's like what kind of fucking factory that do they have that they're know. dropping like six original movies, it feels like every day. With like Chat Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> with like big actors. It's so bizarre. It is um, bizarre. It's like is a it. is a children of the corn remake really like what they thought what the... <laughs> who the people wanted? <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's 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 the problem I'm having with all these movies. Like same with Firestarter last year. Like I don't know yeah. where like who what exact was like, you know what the world needs right now? <laughs> A remake of Firestarter. Let's do that. Uh, because it's like that's not what we're like that's not the time or place. I don't know. Yeah. At least Children of the Corn is only an hour and a half. It's, it's always a plus. It's, it's always, always a plus. A plus. Um I will end the conversation today on two things operation fortune i will probably watch soon but it's weird to me they dropped it now clearly it feels like they're just trying to push it out and because his new movie the covenant the one with jake gyllenhaal says come out soon right oh yeah within like a month i think is that a I march movie it, i think it's an april movie oh okay uh but what i'm leaving you with is guy Ritchie is directing the hercules live action remake i forgot about that yes what are your thoughts on that <laughs> Um, ugh. you know what? Like, I think with movies like that, the writing is more important than the direction. And that's kind of making me think of the King Arthur movie that Guy Ritchie directed. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? With um, I've seen scenes from what's it. What's his name? And, and I didn't hate it when I saw scenes from it. So what Guy Ritchie did, yeah, with the action scenes in those, in that movie, I thought was so cool. Um, and I'm trying to see who wrote it because I don't want to be saying stuff I don't understand. Guy Ritchie, first credited Lionel writer. Wigram. Yeah, four writers on it. Yeah. Uh, so Hercules, yeah, you excited or not? I'm excited because it's him, but you know, 
I'm not going to think that this one's going to go any differently than all the other ones, you know? Do you think it'll be yeah. good? No, no. <laughs> I'm I'm concerned. Like you said, the writing is going to be a big deal. I don't know how much influence Richie's going to have on a movie like Hercules. Aladdin kind of works to some extent because a lot of like the fast chase scenes in, like, in Agrabah and a lot of the action kind of feels like a Guy Ritchie style. But like Hercules is, you know, I don't know. What's a big blockbuster that Guy Ritchie's directed where someone's fighting a fucking Hydra or riding a Pegasus yeah. or like fighting Hades? Uh, it's going to be interesting to say at least. I don't know. I, I just like it doesn't, the translation doesn't really match for me. And that's why I'm I'm concerned about it. But all these live action remakes I'm concerned about at this point. Yeah, no, me too. And we don't even, I mean, we'll see like who gets picked to uh, play. Oh, who are we? We've heard names like Michael B. Jordan, Taron Edgerton. Whoa. To be cast really? in it. I, this looks like it's, it's, you know, just rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what if it's Jason Statham? <laughs> oh my god! Can we just get literally all the Guy Ritchie regulars in a Hercules movie? I'm cool with that. That'd be kind of now. Fun. Aubrey Plaza can be Meg. Honestly, oh my god, that would actually kind of that be actually, amazing. That actually works, but not Jason perfectly. Statham. <gasps> okay, Charlie Hunnam as Hercules, and there we go. And Aubrey Plaza as Meg. Wow. I hope they're listening to this, and so they can credit I us and so give too. us some money. Guy Ritchie, if you're <laughs> out there. Um, but yeah, I love him. I think he's a legit director. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least, at the very least, we have that. So I agree. We'll see. Cool. All right. Well, that is February overall. A uh, a month of movies. <laughs> it it was. Can't deny that. Can't deny that. March will hopefully be a lot better. Uh, until next time, Sydney, I, I hope we can talk about Creed. And I, I last time we had a podcast together, I told you this was your last time promoting yourself. Yes. Since you've been on it a few times. And now I feel kind of bad telling you that. It's okay. I don't, but... need, to... <laughs> I don't need to promote myself. <laughs> Anybody, if you want Sydney's information, her information is linked in the description of the episode. Or you can check all the other episodes she's been on and find her there. Uh, she has been posting on TikTok regularly, so I can confirm she is she is back. It is She's true. Back. My information linked in the description of the episode as well. Next time you hear my voice will be for some reason, maybe an Oscar episode if I'm lucky. We'll see. Uh, but for now, I hope everybody has a great evening, a great day, a great weekend, wherever you listen to us to. And I'll uh, see you guys later. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs>